Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. We are your hosts. Hey. so pumped to be in Charlotte today. We had an amazing event last night in our Charlotte store, and our guest today was one of our panelists last night. Her name is Lisa Mindy of Lisa Mindy Designs, and if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably remember her from episode 20. We, I believe, Lisa, we sat down with you, or we caught up with you when we were all in High Point, and I know we talked a lot about color. I think you gave us a good, like lots of good info about paint. We talked a lot about paint in that episode. And I remember when we talked to you, you I think had just moved into a new house. Yes, you had no furniture. Yes. You had like one sofa. You something. had our one pink sofa. That yeah, you had. I did. I had your one pink sofa, which I still have. But um, that pink sofa has gravitated from the living room to the guest room. So oh. it's a very versatile piece and everybody in the house loves it. It's just something about having a pink sofa that, um, as a girl, is a fun thing because you feel like it's your sofa. Mm. But for some reason, my dog Wrigley thinks it's his sofa. (laughs) Oh, Wrigley. (laughs) And so that sofa um, had to go to the guest room because um, I didn't like Wrigley lounging on the sofa all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we replaced the living room with a billiard room, so we had to, you know, rehome our furniture in that room. Tell us about that, though, because you mentioned that last night on the panel. Kind of tell us about, like, okay, I want to use this room in a way that isn't what you'd normally use this room for. Because you talked a little bit about, you know, making sure that you're using the spaces. Use them. You know, don't just go, oh, this is a living room. Well, one of the things that I do when I work with clients is um, assess how they're living in their house. The functionality is is as important as the design. And if the functionality isn't working, then it's a fail, you know. And so we bought this house. And it was a typical, you walk in the front door, the living room was on the left, the dining room was on the right, behind the dining room was the kitchen and breakfast room, and behind the living room, or kind of in the middle of the house, was the powder room, the stairs, powder room, and our family room, and off of the family room was a large addition, which I claimed for my studio. Um, I was sharing a studio with Tracy Zeller, and we were on top of each other. So um, when our lease came due, I decided to use that room at my house and work from home. And um, so already I had changed that room. It was a billiard room. But um, the other rooms were great. But lo and behold, we had water damage in our house, and um, the roofers came. It was just three leaks in my studio, and this addition is a flat roof addition. And the roofers came and um, removed the protective membrane, and we had a rainstorm. Uh uh Yes. Uh-uh. And they uh-uh. did not have tarps. Uh-uh. So if you hire a roofer, make sure that they oh are prepared. And also look at the weather and make sure there is zero chance of rain. Because I have talked to several people who've had the same problem. 
So it is something that happens again and again. Anyway, within two hours, my studio was completely gutted. I mean, like I called AquaDry. They came. They ripped out the entire studio, my custom cabinetry, my wet bar. Um, All your our, samples of our everything. Our ceiling. Well, uh-huh. luckily, I had been at an install, client install, and I walked in the back door, and my two children were home because it was before school started back. And they, and Hiller, my Hiller said, Mom, it's raining in your studio. And I went, oh, my gosh. And it was pouring through the can lights. And so I, um, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> That's so scary. Yeah. I um, called my structural engineer. He was on his way over. And he brought uh, his contractor. And they were using wet dry vacs to get the water out. Um, but we got the samples removed pretty much some of them were splattered but most of my samples we lost some things but not a terrible amount of samples but anyway um the that night I was so shell-shocked over what had happened that day and how quickly it can happen and how quickly you have to react in order to not damage other things because if we had not acted as quickly mm-hmm. as we had if I had not been at home the water would have come into the family room mm. it would have you know been all over the house more than likely but that night I was thinking about that space and I thought it's the largest room in the downstairs wouldn't that make a great kitchen and the reason we bought the house was I wanted to renovate a kitchen. Kitchens are my thing. I started in kitchen and bath, and I love to do kitchens, and I'd never done one for myself. And so the kitchen that we were renovating was a kind of a quirky space, and I was compromising what I really wanted. And in this new space, I could do exactly what I wanted. So that morning... When we went into the living room and sat, I sat down. I used to sit every morning on my pink Ballard sofa. And my <laughs> husband sat on the chair beside me. He wouldn't and, sit on the pink sofa? No, he would sit in the man chair. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, he, um, I said, you know, I've been thinking about it. And I think that the, the addition should be our new kitchen. And I think the dining room should become a billiard room. And the living room should become a dining room. And I think behind the billiard room, we should make the old kitchen a sunroom with a bar. And it's off of our courtyard. And he was sitting there, and he was like, what? Right, exactly. Wait, wait. wait. You just flip-flopped every room in our house. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, just think about how cool it would be for when the kids are home to have the billiard room and it and we can open the doorway between the billiard room and the sunroom and bar and if we entertain it's just open to the courtyard and if we rip out the old kitchen we can do uh, ironclad um, doors french doors so when you're sitting in there you can see our fountain and our koi pond And I said, just think about it. Mm -hmm. I did him like I do clients. I was like, okay, here's what we're looking at. Just sit on that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he sat there and he goes, I cannot believe you want to do all that. And in 30 minutes, he said, I think that's kind of brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that was the plan. So we next redoing the old kitchen. And what, you hadn't started yet. No. You were just well, doing your I planning phase. Well, I had spent hours planning. But we you had hadn't, plan. like, started any construction. No, but okay. we had, I'd spent hours working with wood mode on uh, cabinetry and South End Kitchens. And so um, it was, you know, kind of a crazy thing. But what really sold him was I realized we could board up the damaged room and we could have our kitchen, oh, the entire renovation while the new kitchen's being done. Oh, that's smart. And then yes. once the new kitchen's done, the boards can come down and we can rip out the old kitchen. So we will have a kitchen the entire renovation. That that's great. Is Brilliant. Awesome. Okay, so, wait. Let me ask you about t- getting rid of a kitchen. How complicated is it if you've got all this plumbing in the room to then get rid of it. Is that just cap it off or something? Yeah, it's just capped off. It's rerouted. I mean, like my plumbing will be rerouted to, you know, the other part of the house or the gas lines will be rerouted um, or capped off. And um, we had running water in the studio because we had a wet bar. And so uh, my sink is going exactly, my kitchen sink is going exactly where the wet bar was okay. in the room. So flip-flopping the plans gave me the opportunity to use all the real estate in my house, you know, the square footage. And that's pretty much what I do with clients. If I walk in your house and you have a living room sitting there that looks like it's basically not been lived in at all, it's just pristine, then I start in my mind thinking, okay, how are these people living in this house? Uh, Recently, I helped my sister with her renovation and she had this living room that they really were not using and a very outdated kitchen that was very confined, a dining room they were not using and, um, and then they had a small family room on the back of the house so what we did was we removed the wall between the dining room and the kitchen and we opened the doorway between the kitchen and the sun well i call it the sunroom now i renamed the rooms in the house. <laughs> and they're using the entire downstairs of their house now whereas before they had this massive room that wasn't being used uh-huh. so i think we have to think about how we live in our house and how we want to live in our house um, if you want a library, you can have one. Mm-hmm. You know, it can it can be a dining room and a library. It could be a man's study and a library. You can have a library. Guest room and a library. Or, yes. Mm-hmm. How cozy would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how fun for your guests. <laughs> right. You know? My guest room is also true. a wet bar. <laughs> Yeah. Is it? Our bar got moved in there when Elliot. Oh, because so. of the baby. You didn't want him losing it up. Like but a the bar first car. people that stayed in in our guest room were like, "I love this addition to the yeah. room." And I was like, "Help yeah. yourself." It's like a little hotel. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we want to live in our house yeah. like a hotel. Yeah. When you go to a nice hotel and you feel very taken care of, and mm-hmm. all the amenities are there, how fun is that? Yeah. And why can't we have that at home? Right. The other thing too is. I feel like people, especially when they're house shopping, are so focused on square footage. How much square footage does it have? Yeah. But then, you know, sometimes you might go into their house and they actually only use like two rooms. It's like, why did Mm -hmm. you, you know, why did you pay for it? Right. If you're not going to. If it doesn't Use work, it. To, yeah. right? If you're not going to make it functional, exactly. You know, it's like there's a disconnect between once you buy it, but it's hard to make it that. functional. I think. You know, if I don't have Lisa, 
Because I'm thinking about my own house. Like, we hardly ever use our living room. I I, I like it, and I still want it. But I'm like, what am I going to do with that room? Well, I can't fit a pool table. No, and you know, <laughs> it's so funny because recently I had some furniture delivered from Sentry, and the little delivery man was so cute. He walked in, and he went, wow, you're an interior designer, and you have a pool table in your living room? <laughs> he said, I inherited a pool table, and my wife won't let me put it in my living room. And I said, well, not everybody wants a pool table in their living room, but um, I bought a pool table that is, it almost looks like, a, well, it is a piece of furniture. It has a cool um, base design, you know, like a, a painted finish that looks like metal, and I made the room more, it's not just a pool table, mm-hmm. it's it's a designed room. But when the kids are home, we really use it. And often our neighbors come over and want to shoot pool with, with my husband. And so they have a really fun time doing that. And Brian and I were the only ones using the living room in yeah. the morning, you know. It so. sounds better if you call it a billiard room. Though. Yes. Mm-hmm. A billiard it does, table. That's right. The billiard. Versus a pool table. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it does. It does. Mm-hmm. So that's true. But um, so currently we're in the process of the renovation of the house. We are still trying to settle everything with insurance. I have become very insurance savvy. Mm. Um, and you have to get quotes for everything. We just found out that our HVAC system is ruined in that room, and it was not on any of the quotes that we had gotten so far. But we had a contractor that came last week, and he said, you know, you need to check your HVAC. And I just never even right. thought about that. There's so many things. But I am um, going to chronicle the renovation process on my blog, which is attached to my website at www.lisamindy.com. And the blog is called The Design Connector. And the uh, purpose of the blog is to connect you to the people, products, and places you need to know about in the home design, home decor world. And so Ballard will be uh, featured on there as well (laughs) as other of my favorite brands. And I have to say, I have loved working with Ballard. The Ballard team, I have to commend you ladies, is amazing. And to be able to go into the store and look through. I mean, I have your samples of fabrics and wood finishes in my studio. Oh, wow. And when I do e-design, you know, I have a plan I put together for um, clients and I use online resources and Ballard's one of the main ones that I like to use. So I direct them to Ballard and they can Mm -hmm. use the custom design area and they can make banquettes and they Mm -hmm. can have custom made chairs like the chairs we did in the Savannah show house that were um, had the Ballard Buffalo check on the front and I did the COM Miles Red Schumacher fabric on the back of the chair and those chairs are beautiful Mm -hmm. they really are so I commend you we did not pay you to say that <laughs> That's yeah, really sweet. That's really yes, sweet. Thank you. It's true, though. That makes it us feel really real good. It's true. So. We're proud. Well, we love seeing what you have done in the show house and other designers, too, that have used our mm-hmm. products. And that I feel like is inspiring to us because, you know, we we see our 
things in certain fabrics and certain rooms. And then y'all just go out there and totally reimagine mm-hmm. it. And so it's it's fun to get mm-hmm. to witness your creativity at work and see what awesome things you can yeah. dream of. It's like sending your kids yeah. out into the big world. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look what they've become. <laughs> look at well, Lisa made it. <laughs> you know, Ballard celebrates designers, and I appreciate that by having Bunny Williams and Suzanne Kaisler and, and Miles Red um, on your design team and creating collections. It really um, stretches the offering and it makes it so easy for me. I've used those uh, Miles Red, I can't even think of the name of that gorgeous mm. urn. Oh what, yeah. What is yes. it called? I, I think it's think. called urn. Urn. It's a big, yeah. We know what you're talking about. Big old Miles. Caroline's looking it up. But um, it's sort of fluted, sort of. It's, it's really large. Mm-hmm. And it actually is a scalloped urn. Scalloped urn. And it is a um, an urn that he actually has in his home that he yeah. reproduced. So it's a very fine piece. And the fact that the entire thing is molded and the top doesn't come off. I have a pair in my own home on pedestals, and I don't worry about them. If they fall, mm. they don't break. Right. You know, they're pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, they're also, they're not, they look like they're like porcelain. Yes. But they're they're not, I actually don't know what that. Are they heavy? They're resin. I haven't picked them up. They're yeah. heavy. Um, heavy, yeah. They're, they're heavy, fairly. but they're not like as heavy as what you it would look like. Uh-huh. You know, it they, looks they look like a matte bisque, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is very beautiful. And they are heavy, but I can lift them. And they're not, you know, breakable, which is uh, even better. Right. And they're they're the type thing you can use in a lot of different rooms. You can use it. You could use it in a contemporary room. You could use it in a traditional room. So it's that's a great piece. And last night when we were in the store, I was showing. Um, Tracy, the outdoor furniture he designed that has the drawer underneath. Yeah, to hold your cushion. Yes. Brilliant. And for a dog owner like myself, <laughs> hey, my dog, you know, is always jumping all over the cushions when we're not out there. So we have to keep our furniture covered. That is the perfect solution. solution. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. can just, when you go in, just stick the cushions underneath. And not only can the cushions go underneath, but the drawers are perforated so the water runs right through them. Yeah. It's very well thought And they don't out. mold or anything. No. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's in the pollen in the south. Well, our very first meeting with Miles, he was like, all right, I have this idea for like a an outdoor collection that stores the cushions. And we were all like, brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> it is. And another thing, which Tracy actually introduced me to these, are Suzanne's lamp slips. And we have used those in so many projects to style with. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They They're are. also that you white You wear bisque. a lot of bang for your buck. Like, it is a lot of look mm-hmm. the size. Yeah. They always mm-hmm. look really striking. I love them in black. The white is her. Yeah, the black's her original. Yeah. How do you use them in projects? Just speaking to these urns and these again gorgeous slip shapes. Where are you finding that you use them, and how to use them in a room? They're great to um, bank several of them on the middle of a dining table, or Mm. you can put them on bookshelves. They're awesome. Like uh, for instance, my sister's house. She has um, these great 
we just redesigned her fireplace. She had a fireplace straight out of the 60s that had the mantle that was off center that went to the oh, wall. Oh, yes. And it was red brick. Mm-hmm. You talked about this on your last episode. No, this is since then. This oh, just okay. happened. Never mind. So I redesigned <laughs> uh, bookshelves, and we did octagonal inserts in the middle of the bookshelves, and we used four of those lamp slips as the anchor for the bookshelves and so the bookshelves are white with um a beautiful antiguan sky paint on the back wall so those white slips in there are gorgeous and they are sitting there presently waiting for me to come style the bookshelves which is what i'm supposed to do later today (laughs) (laughs) well send us a picture and we can put it in the show notes i will if you don't mind they're beautiful for that reason and i like to use them in repetition because i think it gives an area balance Mm -hmm. they are good bookshelf fillers because they take up a lot of space they do but it's not busy it's not visual space they're great to use also i know one of the design dilemmas someone had was what do you put on a wall with a television like in their bedroom they wondered what to put and um i don't think we ever answered it but i was gonna say brackets and those slips because they don't compete with the television Uh but they add a great design feature to the wall and it's very quiet you know? Yeah, if you have a white wall and yeah. a, we have acrylic brackets, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be that on there? Yeah. around, you know, a flat screen in a bedroom? And it gives the flat screen some design element. The other thing that I love are all the blue and whites you guys have. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are great for, they're kind of a go-to for designers to use in projects because they're well done. Uh, the colors are beautiful and they're wonderful to use. Well, I used them last year in um, my own backyard. I had, we have a long courtyard and I rented tables. Actually, it was a whole Ballard. I should show you the pictures. (laughs) It's a Ballard dinner party. Yeah, I went to the (laughs) store and uh, Matthew helped me find the right sizes. Matthew's our manager. But um, (laughs) I ordered um, tables from the party rental because I didn't have a table large enough. And I ordered three or four tables, I don't remember, and covered them in white cloths and then did the, used the gold and white ECOT runners mm-hmm. and put them down the middle of the table. And then I went to, you know, somewhere like, I don't remember where, but somewhere and just got little vases to use on the table with flowers. But on my fountain wall, I used your blue and whites and I banked them and put fresh flowers in them. Pretty. So when you looked at the koi pond, it had um, the Ballard vases with um, sunflowers and greenery. Pretty. And yeah, it was really pretty. That's lovely. It's very pretty. Yeah. I feel a little sort of shamed for my dinner party turnout. Oh, I need to up the game. Well, don't feel that way because <laughs> I ended up in the emergency room that night. And thank God I had catered it because my husband and the people who came had to pull out the food, and I got home just in time for dessert. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you were in the emergency room. Yeah. I'm glad it all worked out in the end, I guess. It, it was fine, but, um, you know, it just goes to show if you plan well, your party can go off. Even without you. <laughs> yeah, even without you. That's the goal, right? Yeah, right. that's true. If you have the pretty flowers and the pretty vases and everything, mm-hmm. the table was set. Oh, and I used... Those great Ballard um, 
outdoor outdoor play at Melamine. Oh, yeah. um, mm. Is that how you said? Yeah, that? Melamine. Um, the white with the bamboo edge. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Taryn painted that. I did the blue one. Yeah, oh, you did the chinoiserie mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. But the cool? white ones are great. They're yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really wanted the blue and white, but they weren't in yet. They, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. They're know, very popular. Them, but they were not. I, don't, I think they were coming soon or something. And so I just used the um, white with the bamboo. And, um, and then I mixed it with the aqua bunny williams plates mm. so i used it was all ballard i used out there i even used the the um plastic glassware um yes that was beautiful so i love wow, what kind of what was the occasion? you're like our number one customer <laughs> <laughs> no but i just i'm just telling you honestly how much i use ballard uh-huh. as a designer all the time even with my own uh, home, but it was um, my husband wanted to have his high school friends over for dinner, so we just That's, had a dinner party. That's sweet, fun. yeah. Oh. Okay, well, I have a design dilemma of my own. Oh, so Carolyn needs some advice. Okay. We've been talking about it a lot, but we want a professional yes, to weigh in. I need some. <laughs> Yeah, I need some help. Okay, so last episode we talked a lot about paint. Yep. And I know that that is something that you know a lot about and you're passionate about. I love Color. Paint. Yes. Yep. Okay, so my husband and I are buying a new house. Yay! I know. It's very yeah. exciting. It's <laughs> also very scary. But um, the master bedroom, and, and it's like a 50s ranch, you know, eight foot ceilings. It's not. Which I love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff about the house. Um, And it's really funky. And the windows in the master um, are like those really skinny ones at the top. Uh Uh-huh. It's kind of mid-century. Yeah. So it's a pretty dark room. And so my thought is just maybe I should just, like, do a dark blue grass cloth on the walls Uh and just make it real dark in there but i'm and i and i was thinking i'll paint the um molding to match because i don't want like a big you know dark and light contrast right but i'm torn on the ceiling do i do white do i do a light gray should i make it the same color as the walls i think you should use that opportunity to to have a pattern. Mm-hmm. I think you should wallpaper the ceiling. But if I'm going to grass cloth the walls? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That is, that's is option number room. three. Wrap the room okay. because it's your master. You want it to feel so cozy. You know, when you, okay. when you come in at night and you're tired, you just want it to feel cozy. So find a really, not anything too busy, but find a cool... If your house is mid-century, it sounds like it is, mm-hmm. um, find a cool mid-century pattern to use okay. on the wall. But something subtle. I mean on the ceiling. I mean yeah. on the ceiling. Okay. But um, but something subtle. Okay. I love mixing wallpaper, grass cloth with other wall. I always treat the ceiling and, and rooms when okay. the clients will allow me to do that. Okay. Um, now, All if right. you're not going to wallpaper it, um, I would probably choose something and I don't know your bedding I do not know your bed I do not know know. floors carpet we're starting all new because right now we have a queen and we're going to do a king so what's your floor in there right now it's wood Uh but it's like a dark dark wood Mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to go like super light like almost unfinished yeah I'm going to refinish the whole floor all the floors that'll be pretty in that house and then put rugs 
in the room. Yeah, and I don't know what rug or anything. Okay, so, I can so do whatever. This is what <laughs> I always hear. People are buying a house, and they're like, can you pick the paint colors? And I say, well, it's much easier to paint to match what you have mm-hmm. than it is to try to match what you paint. So get a plan together for the room. If you want to do all white bedding, fine. If you want bedding with pattern, then pick it. If you're going to put pillows on the bed or whatever you're going to do, then try to get formulate a plan uh-huh. so that the ceiling makes sense. You don't want to just paint a gray ceiling and then it doesn't relate to the rest of the room. Right. So okay. think sure. about the room. Think about the rug you want. Do you want to use a Moroccan rug? Are you going to use something, you know, like a seagrass? People like seagrass. Other people don't. I mean, it just depends on what you want in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. if, if I had a blank envelope for a client and we didn't know what the room was going to be like, I would probably paint the ceiling, uh, leave the ceiling white until we made those decisions. Okay. Just get a fresh coat of paint on it because it's real easy to go in there and hang wallpaper later once you have your plan. But right now you might want to just make the house clean and fresh. Okay. So That's ceiling yeah. white is always good, especially with dark walls. Um, and you can you can address it later. Okay, that's a good call. Practical. Just leave it white for now because that's what it is. Yeah. And then once everything else is in place, finish. Yeah. I don't okay. believe in in spending money until you have a plan together. Hence why I live in a house now for two years and not one wall has been painted. <laughs> um, because I'm really trying to get the kitchen first. And it's going to set the tone for the rest of the downstairs of the house. So uh-huh. I am not going to paint... It was not horrible. Now, if you're moving in a house and it's horrible, you're going to want to paint. Um, in that case, I always suggest a very um, neutral envelope so you can work from there. Because some of the most successful rooms are very neutral rooms that just have pops of color and right. great rugs and great art and that type of thing. So if you're scared to commit to color, you can pick a great neutral. Okay. All right. I'm going to do that then. Thank you. (laughs) Sounds like you have a great project there. Yes. It's very exciting. Also a little bit scary. It's daunting, (laughs) right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it goes to show that even designers, I just love that, like, again, you're a professional that does this every day in in your sleep. And yet you, too, have, you know, gotten into the space, feeling it out. You have what you need. And then you're slowly layering in and layering in. And the plan evolves. And I like that you can, like... Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important to live in a house and fill the house and see how you live and what you like, because you might do like I did. You may flip all the rooms. And even if you don't, maybe you can't flip the kitchen because of where it is in the house. I was lucky to be able to do that. And we actually realized when the walls came down that there was an original door between the addition and what is was the living room, which is going to become the dining room. So it was perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And uh, it's just strange how those things happen. Yeah. Um, we have two doors that lead from the family room into the old living room, and they're beautiful um, blown glass doors with X pattern, wow. and they're to the ceiling, so they're nine feet tall. And the doorway next to it that will go in the kitchen 
I tried to get the same doors made and they can't make them. So I am going to reproduce the door in leather with nail heads and mimic the pattern in nail heads from the other doors. So cool. So that it, sounds amazing. You know, if you have a design dilemma, look at it as an opportunity to be creative. I think that's the most important. Don't look at it as something negative. Think of what can I do uh-huh. to make this great. And, you know, my first year of design school, that was all we did. We had design dilemmas. I had to make a toothbrush out of paper that would uh-huh. actually work. I had to blow an egg and drop it from a 10-foot ladder, and if it broke, you failed. And so you had to create um, things to make these things work. So constantly you were problem-solving. And that's what a design dilemma is. It's a problem. And look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. What color leather are you putting on the door? <laughs> I want to envision this. You know, we're still, I'm still debating the room, and I'm not sure what color the leather's going to be, but I have a feeling it's going to be um, something very neutral that will work with the room. Or, I don't know, Karen, it may end up to be an accent color. I mean, I love color. It could end up to be a beautiful robin's egg blue or it could be a fun chartreuse Mm. i don't know yet we're still working on it let me ask you something where does one buy leather or or like a vinyl or fake leather by the yard is that something that your normal fabric store is going to have or no they they won't have a hide they might have like the faux leather well, I'm actually using faux. When I say leather, I'm using a vinyl from Kravit. Okay. And um, so to the trade resources are who I go to for that. Mm-hmm. And Kravit has some beautiful ones. There's a company called Green Hides that actually you can buy leathers from. But I'm planning to use a faux, a vinyl, so that okay. it can be wiped down. And, mm-hmm. you know. Those faux are just Fabulous. Almost better than leathers. They're fabulous. Yeah. Yes. Who was on here the other day telling us they go to a marine supply store? People that make like... Um, Fran Keenan. Cushions, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they have some really ugly options. <laughs> but if you get, like, get their basic ones, yeah. and they said they use them all the time for that kind of thing. Yeah, and I've used marine supply stores because their uh, fabrics are so large. We've used them for mm. a lot of different. It's wider things. than fifty-four inches wide. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Smart. I hadn't thought about that. So we use them for outdoor drapery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wonderful on a porch because you. I mean, they're made for marine life, so rain doesn't affect it. We've used them for cushions. We've used it for. Um, I think one time we used one for a little boy's bedroom. We made a cell you know, over his bed. And I mean, there's just been a lot of times we've used outdoor marine fabric for things. And there was some other thing I was trying to think of we used it for that was really um, fun. But right now, maybe I'll think about it as we're talking. But yeah, they're great. A sail yes. over a bed. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. That sounds like every like little, what little boy would yeah. want that. Yes. I kind of want it in my own room. Okay, well, I feel like this is the perfect segue. I know, for our dilemma. Into our question. Oh, your dilemma. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's a good one. Yay. We're excited about this one because the, the photos are she has such a good little blank slate. Carrie from Buffalo. Um, this is from Carrie from Buffalo. 
And she writes to say, I just discovered your podcast and I love it. My timing is perfect since my family just moved into a 1920s Tudor-style home with several design dilemmas. I thought I'd pitch this one for your podcast, so here it goes. One of the four bedrooms was formerly used as a library and is an odd L-shape pictured below. To make arranging furniture even more difficult, built-ins were added to the entire room at some point in the 1960s. This particular room is my four-year-old son's room. My husband loves every single built-in and just wants to paint and carpet. I, on the other hand, would like to remove some of the built-ins to minimize the display of schlock. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And make finding a place for my son's full-size bed easier. I would like to paint the entire room gray or navy and a carpet. The room is over the garage, so we need some warmth underfoot. Please help. Which built-ins would you remove, if any? Remove them all. What color to paint? Eggshell or satin finish? Where do I put the bed? I get a headache just thinking about it all. All right, so it is an L, and it looks like almost every room that is not a window or a closet has built-ins. And they're beautiful built-ins with beautiful, beautiful, like, molding and trim. It's very pretty. Mm -hmm. But it looks like a library. How does she make this work for a bedroom for her four-year-old? Well, um, I love the room. It's amazing. But I see what she is seeing as far as um, lots of uh, book bookshelves. It, it is a library, but I would, number one, I would toy with leaving some of the bookshelves stained and painting others of them. For instance, I would put the bed on the wall that has... Um, when you enter the room, it's the wall on the left. It's all bookshelves. I would do a fun upholstered headboard, and I would put it on that wall. Just bump it up against the bookshelves. Yeah, straight yeah. up against the bookshelves. Um, I would put um, some kind of cool, maybe have wired some kind of cool bedside um library lights mm-hmm. or even do library you could even do library lights above the bookshelves Ooh, and that'd be um, pretty. yeah and and the, I think navy would be great great or gray um there's so many beautiful grays out there I love the color Chelsea gray it's a beautiful color in a room and there's another color that I did for a study in Raleigh that was uh, called um Revere Pewter, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful, it's a soft gray, and I think that could be beautiful in the room. But the L-shaped part of the room looks so nice with the shelves. I'd almost be tempted to leave those stained so that it kind of breaks the room up a little bit and creates two distinct areas in the room. So wait, you're saying the ones behind the bed keep stained and then the other ones paint? No. Well, I would would paint the ones behind the bed. Got it. Mm -hmm. And then I would use a fun fabric on the bed. And then the other ones that are stained in that little L shape, I think I would maybe leave those stained. You could always paint the back of the bookshelf, the navy or gray, like you did in the rest of the room, Mm -hmm. if you want to make them feel more connected. But um, I think that's a great opportunity for a little reading nook for him. And you could have bookshelves in that area with his books. And maybe instead of trying to fill the bookshelves, you are very deliberate with the objects you put on there and just keep it very minimal, mm-hmm. you know, very um, thought out. Now, there are some built-ins 
next to a window by that nook. And I think those built-ins seem uh, a little outdated. I might would rip all of that out and just... You're talking about like the cabinet doors and stuff there? Yeah, right there. Yeah, There's like a wall that looks like a... It looks like closet pieced together. Like the doors don't match either. Yeah. Right. That area, I think I would remove all of that and maybe do something fun there, like on that wall, do a cool map on the wall, like an oversized, you know, you can get these oversized murals, maybe a cool map and maybe do a map of their uh, their area and let him be able to mark little places that are like where their house is or where his school is or whatever. Or you could do it depending on what his interests are. It could be, you know, a soccer wall or, but I would let that be his little um, place that he could have his personality. Mm-hmm. It could even be a floor to ceiling Court board, and he could put his art from school. I don't know how mm-hmm. old he is. Did we say four? He's four. He's four. You could even put a little desk in that window, and then that could be a whole cork wall, and he could totally, you know, so eventually be, do his homework. But what a great room! It's amazing. This is such a pretty room. It, it's I really totally cool. get how she's scared because it's it's definitely quirky, but it has so much personality. Uh-huh. It does have so much personality, mm-hmm. and again. I would put a wallpaper on the ceiling in this room. It's a great opportunity for pattern on the ceiling and keep that room just really kind of special for him. Do you think she needs carpet or rugs? She says carpet for warmth underfoot. One thing she could do is because this is a weird space is get a custom carpet cut. That's That's exactly an area rug, but not... Walled wall. Yeah, it's like six inches around the edges. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. the corner of that L, like the little inside corner, is rounded in that on for the actual bookshelves. So getting a custom shape that rounds that corner is gonna just like so cute. It would feel like a boat or a little ship or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that room could completely. I would kind of in my mind think of what I wanted to use. Not, I don't want to say theme. But something that would relate because if you did the room in um, in navy or gray, and even if she wanted to paint everything, she could. But I would come up with a, a theme. I love the stain because it does remind me of a ship. Mm-hmm. And I think that room could, if you embrace the stain, at least in the one reading nook area, um, you could make it very much nautical and fun mm-hmm. for a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably tend to do a wall-to-wall in that room of some type of um, carpet. And then if I wanted, I would layer on top of it rugs, area Mm -hmm. rugs, and make it really cozy and warm for him and make the areas distinctive because in that little area we're calling a reading nook, it would be a fun place to put a little area rug. And he could even have beanbag chairs in that Mm -hmm. area. You know, just mm-hmm. really make it a fun place for him. But kids, four-year-olds especially, have tons of toys. So the other thing she could do if she wanted is claim um, some of that uh, built-in area and put doors on it. She's got a great mm-hmm. foundation here. If she doesn't like all the shelves in that reading nook area, she could even 
do um, doors on the built-in and close it all up. Yeah, that's a or good baskets. idea. Baskets. Or baskets. Some kind of concealed storage. Because yeah, you're yeah. Depending right. on her style. Like or Legos. Or do have a lot of stuff. Legos and like G.I. Joes and it like little great. trinkets that mm-hmm. you're going to step on. And I would do baskets on, on that, uh, the lower part. And I mean, I just, you could do it even on the bed area. You could use baskets. But even if she doesn't like her, what did she call them? Schlock. 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 Um, she could take books. She could even go to Goodwill and buy books and find a cool or have, like my friend here, Jill Sill, makes custom marvelized wallpapers. And Jill's online, she Jill could design a custom marvelized paper to go with what they want to do in the room, wrap the books so that they're, most of the books are the same pattern. And that really cuts down on the visual clutter in mm-hmm. a room. Right. So that could be really cool. Yeah, especially on like higher shelves that he's not going to reach. Totally. You know right. what I mean? And you also mentioned earlier when we were talking about this hanging art on those oh, shelves would, on either side of the bed. I would totally hang art on the so shelves. Cool. And I would even engage the four-year-old to draw art. I would do art with him and then frame it in some, you know, very simple frames and hang it on the bookshelves on either side of the bed. I think that could be really fun. This could be really Love neat. That. I know. I'm so pumped. And I hope that Carrie will send us photos. Yeah, yes. we want to see Once some pictures. it all worked out. We got this is a really pretty room. Yes. Out awesome if she paint let's just ask answer her one last question if she paints the bookshelves should she do eggs eggshell or satin finish satin okay don't Done. do eggshell finish um I, i'm probably if i had anything that i was gonna draw a circle and an x through on my website it would be eggshell paint um, people think eggshell paint is the end-all, the be-all, but if you paint your wall with flat paint and it gets a nick or a scratch, you can take a little sponge brush and touch it up, mm-hmm. but if a wall is eggshell, you have to repaint the entire wall because of the sheen. You Oof. cannot touch it up. You can see where it's dabbed, and in bookshelves, you never want eggshell on a bookshelf. You want a satin finish. The satin finish is going to be harder, Mm -hmm. and it's going to give you a little bit of reflection, which I think is fabulous in a room like this. Um, If I were doing, you know, this room, I would be tempted to do the bookshelves in high gloss Mm -hmm. because I would probably think of this as um, I, I might would embrace this room for a nautical room and I would think of it as a ship. And you mm-hmm. know how these beautiful boats that have like navy bows and then the insides, this gorgeous wood. And that's what I see when I see this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So drywall or sheetrock, we should do flat. But anything wood, we should do satin. Is that kind of where? I, that's what I do in okay. my work. Or I do high gloss. Mm-hmm. What if you're doing a brick wall? brick wall inside or fireplace or, something. or fireplace mm-hmm. yeah. well i just recently did one and we used a satin finish okay. on it um satin. got it because it's always nice when you paint a brick wall that's like painting woodwork really it's more like painting woodwork than it is a wall because it's a texture mm-hmm. so it's nice to have that reflection that tiny bit of reflection that satin provides okay Good to know. That's great advice. Yeah, that is. Excellent. Wonderful. 
Lisa, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming. Yes. We love having you. Yeah, yes. um, rock. I love coming here. You were a dirt, a dirth, a wealth of information. <laughs> I mean, I, I have like ten other topics I wanted to talk about, so we have to. Have oh my you God, what the are they? <laughs> no, we're the dirth. No. You're the wealth. But, um, but it's just fun. I think um, Ballard makes design fun. You know, it takes all the headache out of it and you guys have a great design team in the store and fabrics and things for the consumer if they want to they feel like they could do their house but they're a little insecure but really don't feel like they want to hire a designer the in-store design team is amazing Mm -hmm. and the products they're great Mm. right awesome you're a great commercial ambassador (laughs) she is she's a brand ambassador (laughs) thank you lisa you're welcome Tell everyone where they can find you, follow you. How okay. can they how can they keep up to date on your So life? my website is www.lisamindy.com and I have the blog The Design Connector, which I hope you'll follow the renovation in the house because it's gonna be fun. I actually think I'll be uh, video blogging more than just writing mm-hmm. because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. Is and that gonna be on like, Instagram? Where, where are these videos? It's gonna be on my uh, website and then I will also at Lisa Mindy Design on Instagram. I'll be there, I'll be posting on Pinterest. All my social is Lisa Mindy Design. So if you're trying to find me, you can find me at any of those places. So that's where I am. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've had a great time. (laughs) We have too. All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. And be sure to find the show notes to this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Um, Lisa has done several gorgeous show houses for us, so we'll link to those in the notes so you can go and find them, check out the photos. Um, Of course, send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can answer them on a future episode. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating!